Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals. Find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. I'm your host, Nick Koziel, and joining us to me today is Paul from Sager Beerworks, and he is the co-partner, owner, brewmaster extraordinaire of Sager Beer. So welcome to the show, Paul. Thanks. It's great to uh, be part of this program. Yeah. Well, uh, I got the chance to, to speak with you a few weeks ago over an amazing beer. Um, and I thought it'd be great to have you on the show. And I wanted you to tell us, maybe start tell, by telling us just a little bit about how Saker formed and, and, you know, how this all came to be. Ah, well, uh, it goes back a ways. Uh, we're, we're in our fifth year, but, uh, but my, uh, my current, uh, partner in the business, um, we, uh, like most, most, uh, small, uh, brewers and brewery owners came from the home brewing world. Mm -hmm. And uh, you might not know, but uh, uh, Rochester has one of the largest and oldest homebrew clubs in the country. Oh, wow. And, I did not uh, know that. Yeah. Yeah. We were founded in 1979. So we have over 100 members, a uh, very active club. They do meet, by the way, if you're interested in homebrewing, uh, learning about that. Uh, we do meet at Sager every every month, second Tuesday. Very nice. But oh. but anyway, uh, Don Dumanelli, my, my partner, we... We had been uh, uh, homebrewing friends. We never homebrewed together. Well, no, that's not true. He had been at my house once. <laughs> but over the years, let's go back to the 90s and 2000s or so, we had known each other through the club. And uh, so we uh, got together um, after we had both at, we're at, uh, should we say, junctures in our, in our beer lives. I had just uh, separated from uh, my partner of a, a previous brewery, uh, partnerships can be challenging, and this one, uh, this one didn't work out. So, I still wanted to be in the beer business. Uh, I just needed to. I was thinking of, you know, starting again with somewhere, and at the same time, I had been, I had been uh, doing a little mentoring. We can get into some of the mentoring that I do, but I was mentoring Don. He and his brother were part of the, if you remember, the Livingston County Challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, Livingston County didn't have any breweries, and they felt bad. They're looking at Monroe <laughs> County. It's like, why? Well, hey, what about us? So they had this contest, and uh, and uh, to uh, they were giving out grant money if uh, you know to start a brewery in Livingston County. Anyway, so Don and his brother were uh, one of the one of the finalists, and I was helping them write their business plan and all that kind of stuff. So they didn't end up getting it, uh, getting a grant. But so he's kind of bummed about that. So what do we do now? And uh, we met over a beer, and that's how Sager got started. We said, "Let's let's go do it. Let's start a let's start a brewery. Let's start another one for at least for me." Yeah. Um, and so that's how we got going. And uh, so yeah, you know, I'm as I said, I I've been a homebrewer for a long time since the uh, early '90s and stuff. And and you know, homebrewers are. This gets into the our community connection, you know, beer and brewing. Uh, brewers were always, I found, very giving and very uh, sharing. You know, mm -hmm. when I joined this club that we we came from, 
I didn't know much about making beer, but my beers got a lot better by talking to people and they would be just giving away their secrets of sorts, really secrets, yeah. but, but, you know, so this obligation emerges in the, in the scene, in the, in the uh, homebrew community that, you know, you learn from others and then when someone shows up in the club for the first time, you pass it on. So there's this collegial sharing and it, you know, honestly, it extends into the commercial community. You, you would find that most of the uh, brewers and brewing owners are still very sharing. It's getting a lot more competitive now, but still there's, there's a lot of giving back and sharing among each other. It is just part of the, uh, part of the DNA of the craft beer movement. And so, so, you know, Don and I still have that, you know, wiring, shall we say. And so, so teaching and education of consumers and, and helping other breweries or starting up, we get requests to help out, give knowledge and things like that. That's all about, uh, all about what we do. And, and so, uh, as they say, beer is just that one of those things that you just want to share what it is, how you made it where you came from and all that stuff. It, it is uh, very, very built into uh, everything. Uh, but we, we push it pretty hard through classes and, and, uh, and other, other mentoring that I do uh, uh, nationally. Actually, there's a national trade association that I mentor with, uh, start helping start up breweries and things like that. So, and the same with the community, you know, you, uh, the more they know about what we do and how we do it, the more likely they're going to appreciate it and they'll look for us to help them in, you know, other ways and things like that. So that's a long, long answer. How we actually got going, but here we yeah. are. This is know, a, you're, you're five. We survived COVID. We feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Know? So that that's, that's a, an amazing, um, amazing story. Surviving, you know, COVID is amazing for, for a lot of smaller companies too. Um, and I, honestly, the, the podcast started during COVID, this, this podcast. And uh, one of the, one of the questions that I was asking usually was how did you pivot and get through COVID? Um, I haven't asked that very often in the last couple episodes or even the last season. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, you touched on a, one of the guiding, you know, I guess, principles of the podcast of, you know, how you're connected and say, you know, involved in the community and give back. Um, and, and, and doing that, like, <laughs> in a way you're like, you're helping competitors come in and compete against you. But I think it's really great that you're offering up your knowledge. Um, and before we even started recording, we we're talking about how, you know, beer can be a terrific thing, um, and that it is for everyone. Um, and I, and I think that's just a great, uh, outlook that you have. And you feel that presence when you walk into Sager, you feel like you're kind of part of the family. Everyone is welcoming, you know, you got dogs coming in and, and being around. It's just, it's a great, it's a great place to be. You know, you, you probably didn't notice, uh, we, we don't push it very hard, but we, uh, we ran into a, uh, as we we're developing the brewery, we ran into a, a saying by an Irish poet, uh, William Yates, and it, it uh, he was describing, you know, his favorite local, his favorite bar in uh, in Ireland and and his his statement was there are there are no strangers here only friends who have not yet met and mm -hmm. uh, we we definitely you know live that 
you know, yeah. our coasters say that, you know, we have signs. Yeah, you have a sign up yeah, over I mean, the kitchenette, right? Yeah, yeah. Th that's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, as you as you know, we have this big, long, we call it the long bar German style uh, table. It's designed to have people to meet and 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 talk and not just sort of stay in their corner. Though we do have this nice little cozy corner, too, yeah. where you can get yeah. away. I mean, we don't. We only recently, here we are in our fifth year, got a TV and it's not on, as you know, it's not on very often. Uh, it's it, We just don't, that's not really part of what we're trying to do. So, um, you know, we want to be a, a community gathering place, place. I mean, taverns were always that way. And, and mm -hmm. that's where you went for the news and to meet people and get to know other people and things like that. So we're trying to f just foster that also. Yeah. Well, it definitely comes across. I definitely feel that coming in, you know, my first experience at Sager was actually for a friend's band that was playing and she she kind of let us know the schedule and uh, that was the first time I actually saw them play which was Pearl's band I mentioned that to you ah, uh, yeah, right. that's right that's right yeah and uh it was just super super cool um to kind of come in and have that ambiance have great beer great food you know and you, you meet people there uh which is just awesome so yeah. um there's no question in there. I just a statement, but I, I do want to, I, I do want to touch on that. Like, how did, how did that part of your, your business develop? Right. Um, you know, including entertainment, you've got trivia night, you've got other things. How did that kind of come to be? Um, well, I guess in the design of the place, we, I guess it's sort of very thoughtful design of what, what was the vibe? What, um, what did we want it to seem like? Um, you know, I, I guess for me, First, I think Don Don bought in pretty early. You know, I I uh, my before beer. Uh, you know, I worked for Eastman Kodak, and I got a chance to travel around the world a bit. And uh, if you ever go to these German beer gardens or these little pubs in England, uh, it's like that. You know, it's a uh, they're very conversational. It, they're very cozy little spots, and and people are you meet. It's amazing the people you meet. You know, and uh, it's um, it, we were trying to be like that, you know, sort of Americanized version, maybe mm -hmm. or so. And we're trying to duplicate that sort of feeling uh, when you go into these little watering holes that uh, that are the center of the community uh, and. Uh, people people enjoy going there for not just not just about the beer there, there you have it i mean or the food it, it's that experience <laughs> it's the environment you know we call it the three-legged stool of beer food environment mm -hmm. created and uh that seems like a fun place for for uh to run a business yeah no i again i, I you really feel it when you come here it's that great environment um so I do want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about, um, you know, other ways that you you give back. It was one of the things that that drew me at the bar um, was a specific beer that you were brewing uh, to help a charity. Um, and it just it caught my eye. And that's what, you know, caused me to kind of reach out and just well, I want to hear more about that. So can you tell us a little bit yeah, about how that happened? We have um, we call it sorry, the charity beer program. And it was just um, an idea that we that we came up with of how to really build a more of a partnership with a charity, um, as, as a lot of businesses do. We are we are we get requests for mm -hmm. donations, be a part of a golf tournament, raffles and uh, galas, and we, all the time. And 
And some, I mean, we're small business. We don't have a lot of resources for donations. So we were looking for a way to, to um, uh, as I say, it's a partnership, meeting the charity more halfway. I mean, I mean, honestly, if someone comes in and says, hey, we're having a auction, would you like, uh, could you make a donation, you know, and uh, a lot of times we say yes, you know, we, we're getting more particular now, but, you know, they're going to get maybe $30 of swag or something like that. And so I'm not really raising much money for them, you know, maybe mm -hmm. they get 54 or something like that it seems really small. Yeah. So we're trying to think of so how do we, what's the program where maybe we put more effort in and the charity puts more effort in and we can raise more money for them. I mean, you know, other than just writing a check, which I, a big check, which I don't, can't do, right? So, yeah. so it, it basically entailed a little more of uh, of uh, skin in the game for the charity. And and so that's where it came from. So, um, so the idea is uh, for a charity, uh, we will, we will develop a, a custom beer. It can be custom; doesn't always have to be, but it usually is custom beer and, and a label. And obviously, we produce it, and um, it's sold through our tap room because we have liquor license to do it. Because you yeah. know, charity can't really do that legally. And so, we have a, a way to to collect collect the funds, etc. And but bottom line, the charity goes and sells this to their crowd, to their donors, everybody they can. And that, that's the skin in the game part. They have to be salespeople. Right. And the more they sell, the more they can raise. It, it's it's like uh, maybe a Girl Scout, Girl Scout cookie model or something like that, <laughs> I suppose. You know, uh, you know, we don't we don't uh, take make much money on them on it. We're not trying to. You know, we make a little bit, but we want to give like 40, 30, 40 percent of the take to them. And yeah. so they could raise a few thousand dollars and uh, something like that. And for some charities, that's that's a lot of money. Other charities, that's that's peanuts. That's really small. So so um, so that's what the program is about. So we've done it maybe, I don't know, up to maybe 10 times now, various charities. Um, it's not not for everybody. Because, you know, if your charity doesn't have the resources, the time, effort, interest, you know, to get out and sell beer, uh, then it, it doesn't it doesn't work. And uh, it ends up actually costing us money because, you know, we're <laughs> we, we make a commitment. Uh, so, you know, it, um, our latest one is uh, is uh, the name of the beer is called Go Fetch, Go Fetch mm -hmm. Pale Ale. It's for the North Paw uh, Pet Rescue. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's uh, it's for sale now. Actually, you go to our website. You could you could buy four packs. Just pre-order the four packs. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be uh, the beer's done. The beer's well, not almost done. It's made, um, and it's uh, going to be released on the twenty sixth. Um, so if you haven't pre-ordered, you can still come and buy it anytime uh, anytime after that. Twenty dollars for four pack, and uh, to say they get seven or eight dollars of that goes to the directly to the charity. So, so it's um it's a it's a kind of fun thing to do. We've uh I know we've done it for schools. We've done it for um other um other charities. Uh, Gigi's Playhouse, Holy Childhood School, mm -hmm. Miracle Field, um, SEAC uh, Tool Shed, uh, um, the Veterans Outreach Center. Uh, I I don't even remember all of them, but uh, so uh, we do a couple a year. And it's uh, it's very unique. I don't know anyone else that does it exactly this way, but again, um, we 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 don't really gain much from them 
beer side of things, but we get to know the charity and uh, we get to tell our story, you know, uh, and maybe we get some new customers out of it um, because those donors maybe haven't heard of us and then they come in to pick up their beer or whatever. We can, we can tell our story and things like that. So, and as I say, the charity can, could raise, uh, raise some uh, decent money, um, so it's it's a fun thing. It's not the only style uh, program we have. We have another one. It's a smaller one. I'll just touch on it. It's called Thank You Thursday. Um, so the idea of Thank You Thursday is again, it's a partnership of sort where a charity will come in. We will put a table aside. They could put a booth up, and they can pitch their charity to the customers. They can they can uh, you know make their pitch, so to speak, whatever they need. So that night. Thank you, Thursday. You know, we're we're donating a dollar. It's at least a dollar from every pint sold to the charity. And uh, and so it's just uh, we set aside that Thursday. You know, it's usually once a month. And we pick any any charity that comes to us. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We're in. So as you see, they have to make a little effort to come yeah. and and pitch themselves. And we're willing to willing to uh chip in um you know chip in from the sales and uh so yeah and, and you know and people respond to that they they uh a lot of people you know extra dollar they can they can cough that up easily uh or they're willing not not extra dollar they're yeah. we're giving them the dollar but yeah. they they'll get an extra pint sorry they'll sure. get an extra pint knowing that you know that dollar will go to them things like that once they hear about it you know what i mean they're yeah. people are bombarded with messages about a lot of a lot of worthy worthy causes and how do you sort out which ones and things like that so yeah we're just the little things we can do to to get these these small particularly these small charities um you know in in a better shape you know financially a lot of them you know not did not do well during during uh covid a lot of people a lot of people lost their jobs and things so they have extra money to spend and things like that so um it's been pretty successful. I mean, it doesn't. We don't do it all the time. We, you know, we look for. Uh, we're not that picky about the charities. If they, if they want to put the effort in, you know, in we're we're in. We want to do it with them. So yeah. So anyway, think, that's that's thank you Thursday. Yeah, I think uh, you know, um, I think both programs are are pretty cool and and and, and unique. Um, one of the other things, like when I, when I came to see you, I know that the charity um, was there, um, sort of helping with the brewing process or experiencing that's the process. Right. So that's can right. you talk a little bit about that too? Because I think that that's something yeah. that's super yeah, again, cool. It's, remember I said it's about building this partnership, this connection with the charity. So um, that was Brewing Day. And so the charity uh, came with their dogs too. I think they had some dogs yeah. to, earlier. And uh, they were helping with the brewing so they can see what we're actually doing and we can get to know them a little better. And uh, they'll be back on the uh, 25th or 26th to help with canning. So that's where it really gets exciting because they can see the end results, taste it, sure. really too. <laughs> that kind of thing. Help label the cans of, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, uh, if you need extra thing. help, I'm probably available. <laughs> okay. All right. We might. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. You know, that reminds me of uh, another it's not a it's not a, a charity element of sorts it is uh it's something we call community brew day mm -hmm. and it's about well, once a quarter uh we open up the brewery uh we brew on a saturday morning saturday afternoon and and people can come in and see what brewing beer is like and they can help out they get free beer if they give me a hand 
mm-hmm. things like that. I don't think any other brewery does that. Uh, it, it's a it's a good way to say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's this is like a big bakery here. Come in and see what happens and learn learn. So again, this idea of giving it away, sharing knowledge, uh, nothing could be you know lost you know by doing that. It's all yeah. positive. That, that type of thing so we do get you know always get some home brewers who are really curious uh, but other people that just stop by and uh you know if there's a, again if a charity wants to um you know to have a, just a brew day as a way as a as a fundraiser event the kind of thing we we have we have done those too yeah uh, curious every now and then so so but, I'm know, so yeah, yeah I'm so glad I'm talking to you because like there's like you know a lot here that you do there's a lot that you um are passionate about right um and and I'm sure that you get a you know a number of your customers because of how giving you are um and and that's kind of like it, it is rare rare nowadays like I feel like there's less of that of the true givers and and, and I just wanted to kind of stop and and thank you for that because um. Welcome. It, it is unique. You do have a very unique approach to business, and it, it's uh it's part of again this ethos of, of beer. It's uh, it's hard to hard to describe, you know, <laughs> the social aspect of it. I mean, it's um you know it's a business. True, I'm gonna have to be honest. It's a business, but oh, I lost my video there. No, uh, it, it's um, it, it, it's still. Still, in the sense of business, but uh, there, you want to play the long game. Is is how do you how do you build those lifelong customers? You sure. know, you have to you have to make an investment of sorts. An investment. I mean, that's the wrong word. You know, <laughs> I, that's probably that is the wrong word. But but you know, you that's that's how you have to think about it. You know, I, I want customers who are with me for life. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know whether you know this, but uh, we have a mug club program, and it's we we sell lifetime memberships. We we want you to be with us forever, so it doesn't expire. So it's just another thing. Um, yeah, trying to get customers and and keep them uh, keep them forever, and uh, it's um yeah I don't know this is how we think about it. Uh, it's not always about money, you know, yeah. and, and and not just about beer. It's about the about the culture, the beer culture is, is very fascinating when you go into the yeah. history of it. And uh, we're just trying to uh, keep that going, I guess. Yeah. Know? No, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have, you know, nowadays they have a lot of choices in uh, beverage alcohol, as they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think beer is a special, special place. And, uh, you know, drinking a hard seltzer, just doesn't get the same feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe something sorry i don't want to offend the hard seltzer people but i i look at it differently it's a very rich history and culture behind beer and i like promoting that yeah no you're absolutely right and i know that you have some alternatives in there too it's not just beer that you you sell and and i think that that's great too because you know i've i've dragged my wife uh to breweries in the past and beer is not always her thing there are ones that she has found that she likes and um you know, it's nice to have options, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, you mentioned one other thing. As I said, uh, we are we feel like we're in the education business selling beer, and uh, you know, there's maybe seventy or eighty styles of beer in the world, and the average person's maybe had a few of them. So that's part of what we're trying to do is offer and expose people to beers. Find the thing you like, and uh, 
someone says, I don't like beer, and they probably haven't had all the range of beers out there. Mm-hmm. And that's our job, you know, that's our job to find their spot. And, and maybe they'll someday they'll become a beer drinker, they'll, they'll like beer better, and, and things like that. So you have to look at it that way. Yeah. And but no. yeah, but I do acknowledge some people don't, and, and so we have those other things. Yeah. No, that's great. And um I think that you know going back to you know how you mentor people and you're mentoring people in beer is there anything else that you're 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 mentoring in and and being involved in in the community it just seems like you're doing everything i don't know how you have time (laughs) (laughs) well well uh you know it's it's part of it uh part of running the business so it's not it's not like on top of it. it's part of it that's sort of important yeah the mentoring i do um the generally uh, the the people I'm mentoring are not well. Some some are some are local people trying to open breweries. That's why I, so most of the mentoring is is startups. But uh, the Brewers Association, uh, it's a national trade group, and I'm one of the mentors in their program to uh, help um, help people get breweries started and things like that. So. So I've mentored maybe 20, 20, 25 people over the last few years. Of course, it's all all on Zoom all over the country, sure. uh, sort of sharing my stories and how I did it. And and uh, I stay mostly on the financial side of the thing of strategy, brewing strategy, things like that. But again, it's that giving back part. Why not? You know, give yeah. it away. <laughs> so that's <laughs> what we do. We just just give it away. So, I mean, you don't, you don't see it as these are really competitors uh, uh but to me i i want to grow the beer culture i want to i want to gain more beer customers because uh you know we'll probably get a little piece of that eventually that kind of yeah. thing so um that's how you want to look at it there's not a zero-sum game you want to you want to uh grow the grow the the idea of beer as a social lubricant and a fun thing to drink and uh it's not just about our business it's about everybody so. yeah I'm a firm believer in sharing and I, and I think you, you get something out of that relationship too, because you can be inspired. Um, even if it isn't to like create a new kind of beer, like working with someone who's really excited about starting their own brewery or, or any new project that you've kind of walked those footsteps before it kind of reignites that flame. Um, it keeps you honest, you know, right? right. So, yeah, I mean, you, when you, as a, educator if you try to teach someone you really have to obviously know what you're talking about but just that act of trying to educate and inform you have to review in your own head if it doesn't make sense you know yeah. what i'm saying is it all tied together oh yeah okay great and then you know you you uh the obvious questions you're like why is that i don't know i better go figure that out you know you sure. you can't explain something and then you, you end up learning that's that's how you learn so teaching it's it's very hard not to learn new things by teaching and mentoring you always get new stuff i mean they say the other some of these people that i mentor they have ideas of their business and it, it, I get ideas for us of what we should be doing differently and things yeah. like that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's always, always things to be learned. Lifelong yeah. learning, right? That's the, that's the phrase. So, for sure. That's right? why I do what yeah. I do. And, um, yeah. and yeah. I would say that, like, I've learned a lot from my interns and from students, right? They all know different things, have had different experiences. So, 
as a teacher, you know, keeping your mind open to learning from your students is also important. You know, I've never been insulted. Like I've taught a couple classes and I've never been insulted when like a student, um, you know, kind of raised their hand and and challenged something that I said or, um, you know, offered up another alternative idea to what I'm teaching because I don't know everything. Right. 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 Um, and and certainly in, in our in our business you 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 can't uh, you you can't be offended or about someone who doesn't like your beer or has a different view of beer than you do. I mean that's mm-hmm. everybody likes different things and uh, fundamentally everyone's brain is wired to like different things. And as as I said, uh, our goal is to find the beer they like yeah. and understand why they like what it is and and that sort of thing. So. I like my own. I like my beers, but uh, you know, <laughs> some are some are better than others. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm modest. You know, they're not all, uh, you know, world beaters. But, but anyway, uh, it, it's all about uh, you know, your customers can be very helpful uh, in sense of uh, I think I'd rather take this versus that. You know, we have a a, t- a number of our regulars, our mug clubbers, who are very helpful and honest, uh, honest opinion. They're they're. Um, they're very articulate about mm-hmm. about flavors and things and they can be quite helpful so yeah well that's great and it's great that you yeah, listen yeah. to that feedback yeah. yeah um yeah and i know i'm sure you get a couple crazies that that give you feedback that you don't need to hear and that that yeah, happens everywhere well, you know, that, that's that's common yes yeah, yeah. that's what it, you know you don't want any feedback about your business don't open a business yeah. <laughs> it's true um yeah, it's funny because yeah. like uh i didn't realize that you've had that that club and i'm definitely gonna take take a look into that after you know we're done recording for sure because and i i've planted some hops plants in my i have 25 acres on my property i don't have 25 acres of hops but i planted some because it with the intent of maybe i'll brew someday (laughs) yeah yeah growing your own ingredients especially hops i mean this is you should probably know this area is pretty good for it good climate for it but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother kettle of fish whole other thing and uh there's a whole community of people who do it and yeah and uh, DIY equipment for drying and making the processing. You know, it's it's a whole other. It's amazing, you know, if you're if you're a hobbyist, you're into a hobby. There's a, there's always a community out there that's really into it. Yeah, you, know, you you can you can learn a lot from. So, yeah, very cool, very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. is there anything um you know that you guys are doing or that that I haven't asked about that you definitely want to share with the audience? Oh, sure. So uh, it's. Kind of a kind of a shameless plug, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> That's um, okay. That we, um, my partner Don and I, just took on a third partner. Oh, uh, nice. This was announced uh, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, Jeff Osborne, the owner of Stoneyard Brewing, is now part of Sager Beer Works. So we are, um, uh, we're still the two breweries are still separate. Uh, the beauty of these two breweries is they have a different different style of beers, and uh, we're putting them together in in the, in the tap room. So the tap room will be renamed to the Sager Stoneyard Pub. Oh, very nice. And will be uh, Rochester's first, uh, well, Western New York's first, to uh, dual brewery tap room. So it's imagine you're going going to that cozy place we've been talking about, but you can experience two breweries. So both Jeff and I, the brewers, will be there periodically. So you can meet both brewers and you can experience the full line of Sager and Stoneyard beers all in one stop. 
So well, uh, yeah, so we're excited. Uh, so if you came in there, came in there now, you'd see our, our, we have a lot more taps and there's Stoneyard beers and Stoneyard cans and everything like that. Eventually some signage will be changed. So it was, it's a fun, fun change that, uh, that came about. Um, Stoneyard had had lost their pub uh, for, for some ownership changes and things like that. So, so Jeff never had a, a retail place that he could call home, and we had the oh, we had the capacity, etc. And we were looking for something something new to try, you know, something to so help the business. And so that's how this this new partnership developed or additional partnership, I guess. So I love it. Stoneyard pub. So. That's Baker Beer so Works cool. still exists uh, as a brewery only, not as a maybe so as a location. So it's so it's uh, just the just the pub is what's changing. It's not not the the beers we make or anything like that. The events sure. and stuff. Well, that is unique, and I think that yeah. again, like you know, way to be innovative and open to to ideas. Like try something out, see see how well I, it works. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. that that is awesome. Um, and I love the openness again. It's like the openness and friendliness of your place. You've you've created such a great community, and why not try something like that? That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I've known Jeff for a long time, and uh, it's exciting that um, that that he has a need. We had a need. We managed to work something out, and uh, you know, I think it were it's going to be a win win. Everybody will. Uh, you haven't tried Sager beers, uh, but you like Stoneyard beers. You have an opportunity to do that, and uh, again, even more than something for everybody. A lot more something for everybody. Sure, sure. So yeah. uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, that's that's the latest and greatest. Awesome. So. Well, Paul, I really appreciate having you on the show. You sharing your very unique community. Uh, your beer, um, your passions, and and what you do to give back. I think it's a, a terrific way to um, you know to celebrate Sager, and um, I really appreciate that. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I should, you know, as I said, uh, I like talking about beer, and it's it's that social nature of it. And here it is, just another you give me another opportunity to to have a chat. You know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us in another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at thatsoundsterrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at thatsoundsterrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our facebook page that sounds terrific follow us on twitter at sounds terrific too and instagram at sounds terrific we love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific till next time